Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And are you listening wherever you are tonight at WWL.com or the Radio.com app? Welcome on into the show. It's great to be back. Been so hit and miss the last couple of weeks. Took a little mini vacation, did a little road show, and of course LSU baseball has cut into our shows. Sad LSU season is over. It's always fun watching baseball and big time college baseball this time of year. But from a show perspective, I guess it's, it's kind of good. I'm, I'm get to be back with all of you uh, again. Although maybe bad for you, I don't know. Got a lot to talk about, of course. LSU baseball front and center here. Their season's over. Uh, we're going to talk about who's to blame and should it be pulmonary. Should he be to blame? A little interesting dichotomy here between Paul Maneri and Mike Martin and the LSU's fans' treatment of those two this weekend. Saints minicamp starts this week where the team is strongest, weakest heading into camp. We'll talk to Andrew Doak about that a little later. And the latest Anthony Davis trade rumors and live reaction from Game 5 of the NBA Finals. It is getting ready to tip off as we speak. And Kevin Durant, the Durantula, making his return. First time he has played since Game 5 of the series against the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference semifinals. Now remember, the Raptors have a 3-1 series lead. They're at home, so we the North, a chance to uh, wrap up their first ever NBA Finals championship. We'll keep an eye on that. Raptors win the opening tip, and they are underway. Remember, Warriors still banged up. Even though Katie's back, he's not completely healthy. Clay Thompson says he's completely healthy, although he didn't really quite look like it throughout that entirety of Game 4 and dealing with other injuries also. Phone lines will be open throughout the show, 504-260-1870. Our text line's 870-870. We'll have Hunt Palmer on the program at 832 for you LSU diehards and LSU baseball fans. And then it's Ollie Cosell in hour number three as we get into those AD trade rumors and the Swin cash hiring. Great hire by the Pelicans today. But I thought it was an amazing sight this weekend over in Baton Rouge. I, first of all, like I said, I love baseball. The reason I'm sitting here in this chair and talking sports every day is because I grew up watching baseball. It was the sport that I loved, not just from a fan experience perspective, but also from a listenership perspective. I've told you this before, if you're a longtime listener to the show, that listening to scratchy Seattle Mariners baseball games on AM radio while I bootlegged you know, one of the, my parents' radios when I wasn't supposed to have them in my room, I used to sneak in there and listen to them, uh, it is... It's why I got into this industry. So I have a deep and long love for baseball. And, and finally getting back to great weather over at the box with a, a sellout crowd and two great baseball games. It was an, an incredible weekend in Baton Rouge, even though the Tigers lost. But I thought it was an amazing sight at the box this weekend. You had an incredibly popular baseball coach being greeted by Tiger fans, wanting autographs, treating them like college coaching royalty. Fans are snapping pictures of him. We spent much of the weekend in awe of his accomplishments. But we know that wasn't for LSU head coach Paul Maneri. No, that was Mike Martin. 
for Florida State, who spent 40 years now at Florida State University coaching its baseball program. He has a record 2,020 wins, most of any college baseball coach in history. And I think the, the awestruck greetings from all of us, really, and LSU fans in general, well-deserved. He is a legend. He's one of the great college coaches in any sports in history. But I think it highlighted an interesting dichotomy in how many of the Tiger faithful treats their own head coach. Paul Maneri has spent months, well, more like years actually, as a punching bag for LSU fans who aren't happy, I guess for some reason, with the state of the program. We talked about it ad nauseum here before that series against Florida State. Heck, we've been talking about it for years. After losing to the Seminoles and ending another season without a title, and look, the Tigers have underachieved again. There's no doubt about it. Even Maneri and his players, remember the preseason during the LSU baseball media days that they have over there, or media day, they all said, hey, it's College World Series for us this year. That's our goal. That's the bar. So they describe this season as a disappointment when you don't make it to Omaha. But the cat calls from LSU fans would have eventually come from Maneri and his staff because it's been 10 seasons since the Tigers won a national championship. I get it that we're in the shadow of Skip Bertman, and it's just, I guess, not enough to slow this gnawing horde of an insatiable fan base unless you win another title and win them basically every single year. Now, a decade without a championship feels like an eternity in Baton Rouge. It does, right? A decade since 2009. That's been the last one. For Mike Martin in Florida State, it hasn't been 10 years or 20 years. It's been 40. Martin has never won a championship while coaching in Tallahassee. They get to trek over to Omaha final time. But the odds are his legendary career going to win uh, end without winning a national title. So here we are. We have the diverse reactions from LSU fans to the careers and the accomplishments of Mike Martin and Paul Maneri. And to me, they're very confusing to behold. Again, I want to say this. I'm not bashing Mike Martin. I I got that on Twitter a little bit. Why are you bashing Mike Martin? I am absolutely not. There is no doubt that Martin deserved this fanfare and adulation from what I think is college baseball's best and largest fan base over in Baton Rouge. But it's absurd to suggest that, well, Maneri doesn't deserve at least some of the same. So you're going to do a comparison to the two careers because, to me, they're strikingly similar. Martin, you got the longevity, cumulative accolades that he's acquired. But Maneri's eclipsed Martin with recent success rate. So here's Martin's resume. In his 40 years in Tallahassee, he's made the College World Series a total of 17 times. Super Regionals, 27 times. He's won 73% of his games. Never failed to reach the NCAA tournament, but never has won a title. Maneri, 13 seasons in Baton Rouge, made the College World Series five times, eight Super Regionals, 11 NCAA tournaments, and he's won just over 70% of his games. Of course, he's made two national titles, won one in 2009. Now, rules limiting scholarships and assistant coach pay, they were revised this millennium 
something Maneri has had to deal with his entire career at LSU, and certainly Mike Martin has not at Florida State. So that's a little bit of an unfair comparison. So probably more apt to view the two careers in tandem since 2007, the year Maneri was hired at LSU. During that time, Martin has five college World Series appearances, 10 Super Regional appearances, just never won a title. So five trips to Omaha, 10 Super Regionals since 2007, no titles. Maneri, an equitable five College World Series appearances during that span. He's won one title, and he's appearing in another College World Series final, or did in 2017. He's also made eight Super Regional appearances. Florida State, in fact, they haven't even made a College World Series final series since 1999. That was a decade before Maneri arrived in Baton Rouge. And I got to wonder here, and I, I really mean this, if Mike Martin had begun his coaching career in Baton Rouge, would he have had the same longevity? Would we be talking about Mike Martin, the all-time career NCAA college baseball coaching wins leader? LSU fans aren't happy after a decade without a title. Imagine four of them. In fact, if Paul Maneri hadn't won a championship and appeared in another title series, would he even still be around? Look, Mike Martin is a coaching legend. He will be remembered as one of the great baseball coaches of this generation, and his record 2020 and counting wins, it's just unlikely to be eclipsed. It's, it's incredible. But if fans are celebrating Martin's career, Maybe it's time to start appreciating Paul Maneri's tenure with the Tigers a little more. It certainly is not perfect. But if you're trying to seek perfection in this imperfect sport now that is college baseball, one that promotes extreme parity, I got to tell you, that's a futile task. It's not going to happen. It's okay to be disappointed after another season that ended early, before Omaha even. Like I said, even the players and coaching staff, they would tell you they're disappointed. But don't let that disappointment lead to irrational treatment of one of the great baseball coaches in America today. And that's what Paul Maneri is. He's one of the great baseball coaches in America today. And the grass isn't always greener on the other side, folks. Just not. LSU has a lot of things to evaluate here. And we'll get into those this week in depth. Paul Maneri is not one of them. You can find my column on this up at WWL.com. LSU fans celebrate Mike Martin while trashing Paul Maneri. And my thoughts on it, you get WWL.com, radio.com app, and I also tweeted it out at Seth Dunlap, and we tweeted it out at WWLAMFM. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll tonight, how often should LSU baseball be expected to win a national championship? And cast your vote at WWL.com, radio.com app. And now we're going to open up the phone lines for you. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Your chance to sound off, 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Give us a call there. And our text line, 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap, the last lap. Just getting started tonight on WWL. Of course, we're watching the NBA Finals game number five right now between the Warriors and Raptors up in Canada. 1916, Warriors with a rare first quarter lead. Remember, they've really struggled, not just this series, but the last couple of series without Kevin Durant early in games. Well, KD has finally made his return. He has six points. He's two of two from three, perfect from the field, has a block. Seven for Steph Curry, 
Kawhi Leonard, slow start, just one of four from the field, two points. That's an interesting matchup you're going to watch here tonight is Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. But a good start for the Warriors. Raptors now within one as Kawhi goes up and under and draws the foul, so we'll try to tie it from the three uh, free throw line. We'll keep you updated there. Here is a text from the 504. We've been talking LSU baseball and Palmineri to open the show. The LSU fans that are being negative towards Minari are not real baseball fans. Please stop the flip-flop talk about his worth. Well, I'm, I don't know if you're talking about me flip-flopping about his worth. I have not flip-flopped. I've been very consistent. If you're talking about the fans, um, I, I don't know. You'd have to be more specific than that. I don't think that just because people are sour on pulmonary, that doesn't make them you know, not a fake imaginary baseball fan, probably the opposite of that. If they care that much, they're probably big time LSU baseball fans. But in this case, if they're anti-pulmonary, in my view, they've just got it wrong. Here's a text from the 504. Breaking news. Maneri accepts Florida State baseball coaching position after Mike Martin retires after College World Series. Good riddance, Paul. Be careful what you wish for here because Paul Maneri has more success since 2007, when he was hired at LSU, I laid it out last segment, then Mike Martin does. In fact, Florida State has not even made a College World Series final appearance since 1999. Paul Maneri has two in the last 10 years. Also has an equitable five appearances in the College World Series. Those are lazy sports takes in my mind. Lazy take of, well, Paul Maneri's bad, fire him, he's garbage. You know what another lazy sports take was yesterday? Oh, don't bring Devin Fontenot back out. Don't bring him back out in that 12th inning. He's already pitched five and two-thirds innings. He's already thrown upwards of 80 pitches. Can't bring the kid back out. That is a lazy sports take, and almost all of those came after LSU had lost the baseball game. Folks, I have watched an, a countless number of hours of baseball. I would venture a guess outside of the people who are beat writers for a baseball team or maybe Christian Garrick, and I don't know, Christian and I would have to go back and forth on this. I, I probably watched more baseball in the last 25 years than anybody else in the city. I'd probably go on record for that. What I saw Devin Fontenot do yesterday in relief probably was the most impressive relief appearance at any level of baseball that I have ever seen. At that point, entering that inning, he was five and two-thirds innings, hadn't allowed a hit, struck out 10 batters. He was unhittable and didn't look like he was tiring or slowing down at all. In that spot in a win-or-go-home game, You've got to roll with that guy. You've got to roll with that guy. Lazy sports takes. It's lazy. It's like people watching the NBA Finals and thinking, well, the Warriors are garbage without Kevin Durant. Or, well, Kevin Durant, and I thought this was a lazy sports take for the last three years. Well... Uh, the Warriors wouldn't uh, didn't need Kevin Durant. He would have won. Uh, they would have won titles anyways. Hey, what? They lost that series to Cleveland three years ago before they brought Kevin Durant in. They needed Kevin Durant, and look what's happening now with Kevin Durant. Like these flip floppers. 
drive me insane. You have the same people who for the last three years with Kevin Durant have said, well, this is just a super team. Golden State didn't need him. They would have won these titles anyways. Uh, and you have those same people now saying, see, see, they can't win without Kevin Durant. Like, like, pick a side and stay on it. I understand we're in the anonymous era of social media, so then you can bounce all over takes and create new accounts and delete old ones if you're not in the public eye. Give me a break. That take yesterday that I saw, that specific one, oh, don't bring Devin Fontenot back out there for his sixth inning of work. That was lazy. Lazy. Let's go to Carl on the phone lines. You want to talk a little baseball here, Carl? What's going on? Hey, how you doing, Seth? Hey. Listen, uh, I just want to say a couple of things. You know, you got a, a situation in Baton Rouge where it's called coaching and recruiting. And Florida State had, had a superior team. And there were some things that should have been done coaching-wise that wasn't done. And there were some things that was really some bad base running that was done. And then there you was. got guys that, that, are recruit, that are recruited that are supposed to be really special, you know, and then you, you can't tag a player out at, at, at home plate. The ball comes out of the glove. Then you, you, you get the card steal in third. And then as far as the guy pitching, well, I would have pitched him to his arm fell off. Yeah, at that point, Carl, it was. And you bring up a great point here. It's a very sticky, personal line with me that I don't cross on going heavy criticism on players. But I will say this, and I'm talking about amateur college players, like Saul Garza was not good. He made multiple big-time mistakes, and he's just better than that. It was a really good last call that we had to break away from because we had that hard news. But he said, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, at least my take on what he was saying is you, know, you can't blame the, the silly mistakes, the mental errors on Paul Maneri and coaching staff anyways. Although maybe you can, and I think he kind of mentioned this too, that you know this goes to development. You have these kids that are very high-level recruits that they bring over to Baton Rouge, and perhaps they're not being developed to the level they should be. I think that is a big issue with the pitchers over there. Something we'll talk about later in the week. Text from the 985, you can't blame poor base running and get picked off on third on Maneri. No, you can't. Although Maneri tried to take the blame in the postgame press conference yesterday, but that, that's just him being a good coach and trying to deflect from his players. Also, we had a text from the 985 that has said uh, a couple of things. I don't know why you and Christian even have a job. Y'all don't pay attention. You don't know baseball, bud. You've got to play the game. Well, first of all, I played the game. I also played a little bit in college. So I don't know what you're talking about here. I almost wanted to uh, – our numbers show up here. I'm going to co start calling these numbers, and we're going to put you on the air because I, I don't like the anonymous just hate-flaming gaslighting that we see on the text line. It's just silly. Like, this person probably won't even text back. Certainly will never call in. Let's bring in Hunt Palmer of the LSU Sports Radio Network, and he's at on Twitter at HuntPalmer88. Hunt, uh, man, how you doing today? It's uh, kind of a bitter, so not bittersweet. It's just uh, bitter. Uh, the, the pill yesterday, we all had to swallow. Yeah, it, it's always a tough, uh, tough day when baseball season ends. It's kind of a you know, four-month adrenaline rush, kind of in the middle of it, and always looking towards the end, and then never know what in that day comes. But it generally comes every June. Um, six times it hasn't, but 
came this time around in the Super Regional round, and it's, uh, it's a bit of a bummer. Uh, let's start the hunt at the back end because there's lots of discussion over the two decisions at the end of the game by Palmineri. Number one, to bring Devin Fontenot back in, which I had no problem with. I mean, that was the best relief appearance that I had ever seen at any level, I think, in, in, maybe ever, certainly in quite a long time. And then a decision to pitch to Mendoza and not walk him and pitch to the 340 hitter. I also didn't really have a problem with that, but I know a lot of people did. I'm in the minority there. What do you think? So in terms of bringing Fontenot back, I'm all for it. Uh, he was throwing the ball great. Uh, he, he wasn't up to 94, 95 anymore, but he was still 91, 92. That's plenty effective to get enough outs. He was throwing strikes. Uh, I was perfectly fine with that. And Hess was ready. Uh, so he had his backup plan ready to go if, if Fontenot's stuff slipped a little bit. But I was perfectly fine with Fontenot out there. He had been extended a little bit at, at times over the season, certainly not to that extent. But it wasn't like he was a one-inning you know, one inning reliever all year who all of a sudden was going seven. He'd gone you know, four or five innings in the past this year, so I was perfectly fine with that. In terms of pitching to Mendoza, I understand his thinking. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, and, and for the people that are saying, well, that's their best player, well, he's their best prospect because he hits a lot of home runs. But he does, he's, he's not their best average hitter, and he swings and misses a ton. So I understand the thought process of, we're going to try to challenge this guy, and we think that our guy can get it by him. And Fontenot lost with his best pitch. I mean, generally speaking, you think if you're going for a strikeout, you're going to try to snap a breaking ball off. But Fontenot's heater is his best pitch, and Mendoza got to it with two strikes. And so, no, I would have set up the force. I would have have, have, have walked him. But I, I totally understand what he did, and I'm willing to, to accept a, a decision that was, it was thought out. It wasn't just flagrantly incorrect. It's not what I would have done. But it it was uh, it ended up not working out. Yeah, and Hunt, this is where, and I I totally get this. I think this was almost a coin flip decision. The analytics say you actually walk the guy there. Traditionalists like Christian Garrick has pointed out the last couple of days say no, you pitch. Uh, excuse me, you, excuse me, a reverse. You walk the guy. Uh, uh, the uh, traditionalists will say to set up the force and also pitch to the freshman. The analytics say actually to pitch to the guy. And when you have decisions that are that close, Hunt, it drives me insane with this retroactive second guessing because I guarantee you that if he had done that and then pitched to Martin and and Martin gets the game-winning hit, we would have nothing but phone calls all week long saying, wow, fire Maneri because he decided to walk to that guy and pitch to the 340 hitter. It's just I, I can't stand it, Hunt. This is very similar to to the the fan base is very similar right now to where it was with Les Miles towards the end, where there's a faction of this fan base that has essentially given up on him, uh, and he could get them back if he went and won another national title. But at this point, they're sick of it because this town doesn't really have good perspective on how hard it is to win in college baseball because the town got spoiled, and that's a great thing, and it's created an unbelievable environment in the box and in such a great program with all this history and tradition and money and you can recruit nationally and you have expectations and you create this great environment. But when something goes wrong, they don't understand how that could happen because it's LSU and you're supposed to win the national championship every three years. Cause we did that for, for 10 years. Well, those days are gone. Uh, and I think that the program is very healthy. I, I think it has taken a bit of a step back from a couple of years ago, but I think it's healthy. Um, this team to me never felt like, a, a national championship contender, but all of a sudden you were knocking on the door of it. That's a long way of saying it. I, I think that there's there's a faction of the fan base that realizes that LSU's in pretty good shape, but the whole fireman area calls that you're going to get in text and stuff I get on Twitter, there's a faction of this fan base that is a little bit tired of it. And they're that, that when they get ammo, 
they're going to use it, and they got some last night. It's Hunt Palmer, the LSU Sports Radio Network, at Hunt Palmer 88 with us here on the last lap. And that's a great segue into what I wrote about tonight and, and why LSU fans were celebrating Mike Martin. They were trashing Paul Maneri, Hunt. Can you explain? I, I, I think the, the celebration of Mike Martin is more than worthy. I mean, it's an incredible career, one of the great coaching careers, period, uh, in this country, especially in college, whatever sport you're talking about. But in the same breath, they trash a guy in the last 13 years that has a better resume than Mike Martin. I just don't quite get that, Hunt. I just don't. Well, there's your perspective. Florida State fans know how hard it is to win and, and get to, to, to win a national championship. Go ask TCU fans. Jim Slosnagel's run an unbelievable program. They've had no success in Omaha. Dan McDonald at Louisville has had an unbelievable program for the last eight or nine years and hasn't done anything in Omaha. Kevin O'Sullivan has run out five billion first-round picks at Florida. He's won one. Paul Maneri's won as many games as all those guys over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. But when you come up short in Baton Rouge, that's unacceptable because they believe that this that you should just throw the jersey on and that'll get you to Omaha and then you're supposed to go win it every two or three years. That's just the way this fan base thinks. And the passion is awesome and it creates uh, it creates the program, but it creates a little bit of irrational thought at times. And look. No, Mike Martin is a legend in college baseball and has an unbelievable career. Am I thrilled for him today? No, I'm not because my team's not there anymore. But uh, it, he's he's got one more swing at it, and that'll sure be a national story. Yeah, I'll be rooting for him. And Coach Maneri said he'll be rooting for him over in Omaha this next week. Um, Hunt, the development of the players is something that's come up a lot, not just today, but, of course, the last really couple of seasons, especially the pitching staff. Do you think that um, Dunn is safe? Do you think that they'll make changes in the staff now that they had really this back-to-back disappointing years? I would be shocked if they made a change. Um, And everyone keeps talking about getting a hitting coach. And the way this thing is structured right now, that's not possible because you have two paid assistants in this deal. And Dunn's not going anywhere. He's the pitching coach. Maneri trusts him. Maneri loves him. And he's developed some really good pitching staffs over the years. And the second staff position right now that's paid is Nolan Kane. He's not a hitting coach. He's not a pitching coach. But he's the recruiting coordinator who stocks the shelves. And Paul Maneri trusts him to do that. He had the number one class in the country entering this year, another strong class this year. And he trusts him to do that. So in this situation, There's not room for a paid assistant hitting coach. So he's going to take volunteer assistants who collect their money mainly through the camps that they put on, and that's the way he structured the staff. And if you disagree with that, I'm totally on board with that. I think that that's reasonable to say you need to go get a hitting coach who can also recruit. I would would have a hard time arguing against that, but I don't think there will be any changes to the staff this coming year, especially not – in terms of Alan Dunn and Nolan Kane. Uh, so for Alan Dunn specifically, and this is what we see on, on our station and our shows here, Punt, almost every day when we're um, talking about LSU baseball, the lack of development by these top flight pitchers over the last three years since Dunn has been there. Where, where, do, where do you blame that on? Is it just bad luck with the injuries or what is it? There is some bad luck with the injuries, and that's I'm perfectly comfortable talking about right and wrong with decisions on when to hit and run or when to pull a pitcher or who to pitch to like Mendoza in terms of a throwing program and pitching injuries and who can pitch when and who can't, who's too sore to pitch and who needs to sit a weekend. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I just, I don't understand why all these pitchers are having this arm soreness and it's just, it's wrecked two seasons now. And so I, I don't know. 
Um, but they definitely need to evaluate what they're doing. And it's not just an LSU problem. Look, Auburn's top two guys this year, one had Tommy John and one missed a month. And you had a guy, Georgia, that went down. Oklahoma State, uh, um, Oregon State's ace, Abel, who really guided him to the national championship last year, had to be shut down for Tommy John. Like, this stuff happens. I and mean, then there's a travel ball component to these pitchers throwing a ton of innings when they're really young. I don't have the answer to that. Um, but I do see where you're coming from in terms of the pitching development. You had guys like Alex Lang who – you know, and Aaron Nola, who became stars at this level. Um, and Kevin Galsman was awesome, and Anthony Rado was awesome. And there have been some really good pitchers that have developed in this program. I think Matthew Beck has made some great strides and become a better pitcher. I think Devin Fontenot has made some strides. But uh, you can look at some guys and say, well, they never – Zach Hess didn't become a, a better pitcher when he, when he went through his three years at LSU. And then you, you talk about the arm injuries. It's, it's worth talking about, but I still think Alan Dunn is – He's a pretty good pitching coach. That's great stuff here. Hunt Palmer, again, LSU Sports Radio Network at Hunt Palmer 88. Hunt, always appreciate the chats, man. Wish we were wish we were going to be talking about Omaha, but we're not. So we'll talk to you during football season. But Sounds good. We'll do it then. Thanks. All right. Hunt Palmer. There he goes. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Carl, who was talking to us before the bottom of the hour hard break, he had a little bit more he wanted to give us here. Carl, what's going on? Yes. Yeah, what I wanted to say was I ain't bashing that program because I'm an LSU guy, but – I mean, if you look, if you put things in perspective, two things. He should have, he should have put Mandos on first. That's one thing. The second thing is, is that he shouldn't have threw a fastball at Mendoza. He should have threw a changeup, and he threw a fastball. That's Allen Dunn. Now I wouldn't have threw a fastball because he was sitting on that fastball. He kept giving him to, giving him to him, giving him to, and he was he was getting close. And then let him think he's going to get a fastball, throw him a changeup. Okay. Anyway, that being said, the last three teams that won uh, the, the regional at LSU, the Super Regional, they all won the national championship. Yeah. So, you know, that's not that's not to say they 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 had they beat some good LSU teams. Those three teams and those three teams were excellent teams. So, you put things in perspective, it ain't so bad. You know what I'm saying? No. It, it's... It's... Go ahead, Carl. You just got to weather the storm right now. That's all. Yeah. Like anything else in life. Yeah, I agree. Appreciate you listening. You're on I-12, Carl? Well, uh, no, I'm in my drive right now. Oh, okay. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out in your car and listening to the show. Uh, I, really appreciate I, listen, I listen to you all the time, man. You got a great show. Hey, appreciate it, Carl. Have, have yourself a great night. That's Carl uh, on, on I-12. Well, not on I-12, in his driveway now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, update on the NBA Finals. And Christian Garrick was calling. He wanted to clap back at a texture that we had that got me fired up too that should be interesting last lap continuing here on wwl kevin durant clay thompson steph curry with 36 of golden state's 39 points and the warriors a nine point lead early second quarter and indeed the durant will make it a difference so far although durant thompson and draymond green all with two fouls already nine team fouls on golden state that might be a factor a little bit later so earlier this hour we had a texter from the 985 basically just gaslight me and christian garrick and i get this all the time and i write down numbers that i see this is what i do just so you know so if you're somebody texting from the same phone number every single day if i see somebody that doesn't have a good take that's just taking unwarranted shots i write down the numbers so i know who these numbers are so i can reference them and say hey you just you know texted this yesterday well this guy from the 985 
texted me saying here's a couple of his texts i don't know why you and christian even have a job y'all don't pay attention and then he also texted me you don't know baseball bud you don't have to play the game or you have to play the game to know it uh again i had a little cup of coffee in college playing baseball christian was a high level uh, baseball player probably could have played in college somewhere else and uh, i would i would say this with confidence there are not two guys gals or people in new orleans that pay more attention to baseball than christian and i uh christian also got a little fired up here he wants to talk about it christian what you got yeah i said i said i wasn't going to listen to your show only because i was burnt out on the whole fireman <laughs> stuff but you know I, look i wanted to hear some more perspective you know maybe i thought i was thinking about it wrong so i enjoyed your interview with hunt palmer and ironically he said a lot of the same things that i've been saying for the last four hours but that texter if, if we're supposed to believe that First off, I will put my baseball IQ, what I know about baseball, against any listener that we have, any one of them. Any, I would, I'll go toe-to-toe with any listener about baseball. In particular, that texter, I've probably forgotten more about baseball than that guy will ever know. Okay? And, and look, just, I, don't, I hate the argument of just because you didn't, played, you, didn't, you didn't play the game doesn't mean you don't know it. So does that, does that mean Bill Belichick shouldn't coach? Because right. he didn't play at a high level. Nick Saban? He, he so he played he played at Toledo so he shouldn't coach. Come on, that's a silly take to have. And look, I, I agree with you, Seth. You and I have covered multiple regionals and super regionals. And I and I'll tell you this, <laughs> I've missed three LSU games this year. Three, I've seen every single one of them but three. So the idea that I don't pay attention, I don't know where they're getting that from. I just heard it and I was like, ooh, that's just a weak low-hanging fruit argument look and, and yeah. christian I, with anybody. no i'm i'm with you and here's what drives me nuts about the anonymous nature that so many people live in and i don't know if you feel the same way with me or not but these people who tweet with anonymous accounts and probably have like 10 different burner accounts and then they text us with these numbers they would never put their name behind any of these takes and it drives me nuts yeah and unfortunately in the business that we're in we have our name behind it, and sometimes we get our nose rubbed in it when we're wrong, but we never get really the credit that when we're right. I mean, to sit here and say that, that I, I was telling people all year long, relax, be patient on this team. It's going to come around at some point. They are going to, they are certainly going to get in the NCAA baseball tournament. They're going to host a regional, and um, you know, so it didn't work out for them in the super regional. I get that, but uh, I, I love the comparison you made with he and Mike Martin, and uh, I, I think Paul Maneri is vastly underappreciated by a lot of LSU baseball fans that, like Hunt said and I said on Sports Talk, are completely spoiled by the success of Skip Bourbon. I think Skip Bourbon, in a way, it was, he was such a blessing, but also a curse to, 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 to the expectation level that is absurd now with the LSU baseball program. Hey, it's double coverage reincarnated here at 8.52 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Christian. Hey, appreciate you uh, you listening, calling in, bud. I guess we'll we'll talk yeah, to man, you tomorrow. I couldn't help myself this time. I, I'm sorry. No, so, anytime, yeah. anytime. All right, man. All right, dude. Christian Garrick, there he goes. You can catch him tomorrow. They'll be talking a lot of Saints minicamp on Sports Talk. Boy, really tough to watch. Kevin Durant just went down, grabbing his right Achilles or below the calf, and had to get helped off the court. And I'm guessing he's probably done. That's tough. 39-34, Warriors still with a lead on the Raptors, but look, obviously that is a massive blow. Squeeze in Joe and Mandeville here. Joe, our friendly antagonist. What's going on, Joe? Hi. Maybe he'll pull a Willis Reed. That's a YouTube grad there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no? Uh, no, and uh, uh, a little um, 
Oh, not that. Why, why am I forgetting the the, the, the Dodgers guy? Uh, not not Buck. I'm always Buckner in my mind. Um, Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Kurt Gibson. Gibson. There you go, man. Wow, I can't believe I had drawn a blink on that name, Kurt Gibson. Yeah, there you go, Joe. Uh, what's up tonight, man? Look, you can't blame nine eight five. Okay, you you mentioned the word gaslighting here. You and I, you guys, and Christian is a bad example of it, and so is Zach, and so did Peabody. Y'all hit that mute button when we're trying to make a point, okay? So you call it gaslighting, it's the other way around, too, when we call in. We can't get a point across, and that's the point I'm trying to make, okay? Now, Christian in this baseball thing, he's the worst prognosticator. I just wanted to hit mute on Joe. Just, just, I just wanted to hit mute on Joe one time. Okay, Joe, sorry, that was, that was too easy. That, no, I'm just joking. That was, that was too, that was too easy, Joe. Keep going, keep Why going. Why did you do that? <laughs> well, because it was funny. Yeah. Come on, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. I thought, anyways. You you complain about the gaslighting, <laughs> but then y'all hit the mute button. No, what keep going, Joe. Joe, Joe, I, you know what, Joe? I would say that's a fair criticism of me personally. Uh, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but keep going, Joe. You're not the only one that does it. It all started with T-Bot. And yeah, Bobby too, and yeah, Zach, and Christian is horrible with that. He's always in the middle of a making a point. He hits a mute button. But let me talk about this. Okay, you got to hurry, though, because we got a hard break here in time to go. So you got about 30 seconds. Y'all got to stop bringing up this fire Marinelli thing. You know it's not going to happen. Okay? I know you're land-based and the fan-based and everything, but it's not going to happen. Okay? We're so tired of hearing about this fireman Marinelli thing. It's a joke. M- Maneri, you mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you to fire him. If you fire him, the program goes down. It's already descending, but it's going to go down even further. All right, Joe. Hey, we're up against okay. a hard break, bud, but I appreciate the call, all right? All right, Joe in Mandeville. Uh, I will say, and I'm going to defend Zach and Christian here on this. I'll let Joe make his point. Uh, the reason that we have to cut off callers a lot of times is we live in a world where we must take breaks a lot of time. And also, frankly, and look, I'll just give you my radio perspective of this, and I think the research would back it up. People tune out if you give any longer than about 60 seconds to a caller. You start giving callers minute 32 three minutes and people start tuning out and that's what the data backs up so look i want i want people to stay tuned into the show all right back after this on the last lap i'm just seeing it now uh, if you missed it kevin durant it could not keep playing with his injured it looked like actually an achilles but he reached down to the right side of his leg went down had to be helped off the court and we're just seeing it now and because i have the sound down in the studio i didn't see it right away or hear it right away but apparently the raptors fans were cheering kevin durant's injury i want to talk about gross and unwarranted that's crazy everybody was on board you know team raptors team canada we the north before that my goodness, cheering an injury like that, Toronto? Look, we're in Canada at night on 870 AM. Shame on you, Raptors fans. It's it's terrible. My goodness. All right. We're going to go live on Facebook here, WWR Radio Facebook page. We're going to talk a little Paul Maneri. And then next hour, Saints Camp. Andrew Doak's on the program. And in an NFL Network bracket, Saquon Barkley voted rest running back Julio Jones best receiver. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.